0: for something a little bit different. What happens when you take two airline pilots, a bunch of flight attendants, and some weird passengers and put them in a plane for two hours? Well, you would get Sky Talk Radio, I'm guessing. That's exactly right. An aviation podcast that blows the boring lid off of airline flying. It's Sky Talk Radio. So uh, have you heard this story about Larry Walters? No, I have not heard the story about Larry Walters. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a story, Kerbs. Who's Larry Walters? (laughs) Actually, this is an old story that I found on the internet, but I thought we'd give it the old Sky Talk radio twist. What corner of the internet were you... the good corner, not where you go. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right, Larry Walters had often dreamed of flying, but was unable to become a pilot in the United States Air Force because of of his poor eyesight. His first thought of using weather balloons to fly at age 13 and 14 after seeing them hanging from the ceiling of a military surplus store. 20 years later, he decided to try it. His intention was to float over the Mojave Desert and then use a pellet gun to burst the balloons to gracefully float to the ground. Genius! I love it! What could possibly go wrong? Thank (laughs) goodness my 14-year-old kid doesn't have any ideas like this. Exactly. In mid-1982, Walters and his girlfriend, Carol Van Dusen, purchased 45 8-foot weather balloons and obtained... Hold on, I gotta interrupt you, Yeah. Where do you buy 45 weather balloons? I'm trying to tell you from the story. They obtained them and the helium tanks from a, uh, a store called California Toy Time Balloons, and they used a forged requisition form from his employer, mm-hmm. Fair Studios, saying the balloons were for a te- television commercial. You liar. Yeah. Walters attached the balloons to his lawn chair, filled them with the helium, put on a parachute, strapped himself into the chair, and in the backyard of his home in San Pedro, He took a pellet gun, a CB radio, sandwiches, beer, and a camera. (laughs) Because everybody knows those four items go together perfectly. Like, who brings beer? (laughs) A lawn chair. That'd be hilarious. Anyway, when his friends cut the cord that tied his lawn chair to his Jeep, Walter's (laughs) lawn chair rose rapidly to a height of about 16,000 feet and was spotted from two commercial airliners. <laughs> Can you imagine these two guys? You're curb, we're flying along and they're like, um, is that a guy in a lawn chair? Uh, center, <laughs> uh, we have a UFO uh, guy in a, in a lawn chair. Say again. Yeah. Uh, The thing I think about is how how did he breathe at 16,000 feet? Because at about 12,000 feet with no oxygen, I start to get a little tingly. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I I can't imagine flying along and seeing that guy in the chair either, man. At first, he did not not dare shoot any of the balloons, fearing that he might unbalance the load and cause himself to fall out. Brilliant. He slowly drifted over Long Beach and crossed the primary approach (laughs) corridor of Long Beach Airport. Hold, Hold on again. Not only is Long Beach Airport kind of busy, but what's right next to Long Beach Airport? LAX. <laughs> he was in contact with REACT. It's a citizen band radio monitoring organi- organization that recorded their conversation. Oh boy. REACT says, What information would you wish me to tell the airport at this time as to your location and your difficulty? Larry answers, Um. The difficulty is uh this was an unauthorized balloon launch and uh I know I'm in federal airspace and um I'm sure my ground crew has alerted the proper authority, but uh just call them and tell them I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> After 45 minutes in the sky, he shot several balloons and then accidentally dropped his pellet gun overboard. <laughs> He descended slowly until the balloon's dangling cables got caught in a power line causing a 20-minute electricity blackout in the Long Beach neighborhood. Walters was able to climb to the ground and was immediately arrested by waiting members of the Long Beach Police Department. He's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Regional Safety Inspector Neil Savoy was reported to have said, We know he broke some part of the... Federal Aviation Act and as soon as we decide which part it is some type of charge will be filed sounds like the FAA doesn't it yes it does (laughs) (laughs) if he had his if he had his pilot's license we suspend that but he doesn't (laughs) Walters initially was fined $4,000 for violations under the U.S. Federal Aviation Regulations, including operating an aircraft within, within an airport air traffic area without establishing and maintaining two-way communications. Hold on, Kevin. Walters appealed and the fine was reduced to 1,500 bucks. Yeah, because he's not flying an aircraft. That's exactly a right. Balloon. A charge of operating a civil aircraft, which there is not currently in yeah. effect an airworthiness certificate was dropped and it was not accolade to his class of I, aircraft. I remember right, though, I think you remember, one of the uh, private pilot questions was, who has it right away? There you go, in the airship, yep. Airship? Yeah, very good. <laughs> so just after landing, Wal- Walters spoke to the press saying, it was something I had to do. I-, I had this dream for 20 years, and if I hadn't done it, I think I would have ended up in the funny farm. After his flight, Walters was briefly in demand as a motivational speaker, oh. and quit his job as a truck driver. He was featured in a Timex print ad in the early 1990s but never had much money from his fame. Can you imagine being a motivational speaker for the guy that strapped himself? I mean, what kind of a what kind of an audience would you be speaking to? Like what goes up must come down. <laughs> lawn chairs Anonymous or something? I don't know. <clears throat> the lawn chair used in the flight was reportedly given to an admiring boy named Jerry. Uh-oh. Though Walter's regretted doing it, so when the Smithsonian Institution called and asked him to donate it to the museum. Twenty years later, Jerry sent an email to Mark Berry, a pilot who had documented Walter's story and dedicated a website to it, and identified himself. The chair was still sitting in his garage, at, attached to some of the original tethers and water jugs used as ballast. The chair was on loan to the San Diego and Airspace Museum on an exposition through 2014. Wow. So, later in life, Walters hiked the Sangravio Mountains and did volunteer work for the United States Forest Service. He later broke up with his girlfriend of 15 years and could only find work sporadically as a security guard. Suppose, wow, right? somehow that's surprising to yeah. me. Yeah. On on October 6, 1993, at the age of 44, Walters committed suicide by shooting himself in the heart in the Angeles National Forest. Oh, no. He left no suicide note. His remains are interred at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in the Hollywood Hills in the Columbarium of Valor. Walters had no children and survived by his mother and two sisters. Man, that poor guy. Now... Walter's flight had imitators. Uh-oh. It also spawned the extreme sport of cluster ballooning. Cluster in 2007, this guy named Kent Couch, a 47 year old American gas station owner from Oregon, reportedly flew 240 miles in his lawn chair, <laughs> landing in a field about three and a half miles uh, northwest of North Powder, Oregon, about 30 miles from the border. Traveling at an average of 22 miles an hour, Couch used plastic bags filled with 20 gallons of water as ballast against the 105. The guy had 105 large helium balloons tied to his lawn chair. Like Walter's, Couch had a BB gun on hand to shoot the balloons in order to initiate descent. After the flight, after the flight, he developed a way to release helium from. So on January 13th, 2008, um, the Brazilian Roman Catholic priest and human rights defender- Wait, what happened to Kent? Yeah, Kent, I don't know. I guess he's okay. He's okay. He's not in Uh, jail? He lifted off, this guy lifted off from a place in Brazil, suspended under 600. Now we're getting up into the 600 helium-filled party balloons. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know how many times yeah. you, uh, you yeah. see those fly by the window in yeah. the airplane? You know, yeah. like one or two balloons. That like a little kid, this six like This guy had six hundred balloons, and he reached an altitude of seventeen hundred. 1,000 or 17,000 feet before landing safely in Argentina. What if he had oxygen? Yeah, I I don't know how (laughs) you don't pass out (laughs) another guy uh, April 20th 2008 lifting off from uh, Paranaqua, Brazil. Brazil. I'm probably not saying that right. An attempt to fly 450 miles inland to Dorados, Brazil He flew using a chair suspended under a thousand party balloons reaching an altitude of 20,000 feet Not having checked the weather forecast, he got caught in a storm. (laughs) He had a GPS but didn't know how to operate it. Really? Did he figure he had time to learn it on the job? Yeah, probably. He probably dropped it. He was last heard on the radio eight hours after liftoff approaching the water after flying off the coast. Unable to give his position, and he crashed in the Atlantic Ocean. Part of his body was found by the Brazilian Navy near an offshore oil platform on July 4th, 2008. Poor guy. This is the kicker. The act won him a 2008 Darwin Award. Why? I don't know. Maybe we'll get an award. (laughs) Anyway, the next one is in 2010, an American adventurer. We got the Americans in this now. Jonathan Trapp crossed the English Channel by Cluster Balloon, departing near England, England and crossing over the White Cliffs of Dover at St. Margaret's Bay. He made landfall again over Dunkirk, France, and then tracked inland, landing in a farmer's cabbage patch in France. Trapp continued to experiment in cluster ballooning flights. In 2011, he replicated the UP house for a National Geographic television program. In September 2013, he tried to cross the Atlantic, but after taking off in Maine, he landed in Canada after being unable to control his balloon. And the very last one Uh-oh. is now 2015. Is Daniel Boria of Calgary, Canada, tied 100 helium balloons to a garden chair and flew over his city in a publicity stunt? He escaped his balloon pod by cutting himself loose and deploying his parachute. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I. Unbelievable. Well, two of the four guys I guess are still alive. Yeah, and they give them awards <laughs> <laughs> that, Maybe that's what the Darwin Award is. Sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. so if you're thinking that this is a good idea find a better idea folks yeah, now It's been you, done and now Curbs, you know the story of Larry Walters. <laughs> that is a great story. Well, thank you. And now, uh, folks, we don't sell the balloons here at Sky Talk Radio. We don't sell the helium. We're not into that kind of stuff. This almost sounds like it could be like, uh, I would almost uh, define this as human droids. <laughs> Well, Curbs, you know what that means. Know what, Ken? It means it's time to pack up your flight bag. Already? Seems like we just got started! Nope. Show's over, man. Get in your plane and go home. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying the stories on Sky Talk Radio, how about showing us a little bit of love over here? Yeah, we need some of that social media buzz. How about going over to our Facebook page and giving us one of those thumbs up things or maybe download an episode or two on our website. Or even better, we could use a review on iTunes. We could use all the help we can get. We're trying to get the word out about how fun Sky Talk is. So help us out, okay? Sky Talk Radio brought to you by airspeedjunkie.com.